Welcome. This podcast is for women who believe that laughter is the best medicine and honesty is the best policy. This is the Mel and Kel Show. Join us each week as we share real conversations in real life as only girlfriends can do. Hi, I'm Melissa Webb. And I'm Kelly Hatcher. And together we are the Mel and Kel Show. We've been friends for a very long time. And I mean very long time. Long enough to know that life's ups and downs, well, they are best when shared with others. So join us each week as we talk about all things good and bad related to friendship, family, and everything in between. We are so excited to spend time with you. Well, hello, beautifuls. We are so glad you are here to join us um, on the Mel and Kel Show. What we're going to do today is we're going to kind of pick up where we left off on love. We talked about, that sounded very deep. That sounded like I was like a love, love machine. Um, talking about love. And this week, we're going to kind of go into a little bit more of a, a personal relationship with love. Um, but before we start, Mel, I am curious. When we finished last week, we put out a challenge and we put out for all of our friends, hey, Start writing little notes, even if it's just a shape of a heart, but sending notes or thank yous or something to acknowledge somebody, make them feel loved. And we talked about the different types of love there were. So it could be for the postman. It could be for your husband. It could be for your kids. So I'm throwing it back in your court. Tell me, how'd you do with that challenge? Um... (laughs) (laughs) You know what, when you start with the word, um, it's always as, as a, um, as a friend of my best friend being a writer, if I ever started the sentence with, um, (laughs) she would have chewed my butt out. So go ahead. I'm ready. (laughs) Well, there was, uh, (laughs) there was the idea in my head, like when we finished talking, I was super excited because I'm kind of one of those cutesy people, right? Love all the cutesy crafts, all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, oh, I'm totally going to do this. It's going to be fun. And I could give you all kinds of excuses. I really could. I give you all kinds of excuses and I refuse to. (laughs) I didn't do as well as I had hoped. I reached out only to the people that it was the easiest and the most comfortable. Obviously, my husband. Um, you didn't send note. me one, just to let you know. No, I didn't. <laughs> I did not. Um, my, my immediate family, my mom. I texted my mom something because it really was just so sincerely on my heart. Awesome. She was so extremely helpful this week. And it was easy for me to just be thinking about that. And I was like, Oh, I just want to text her. Um, and then Adam has some really long shifts with the ambulance and the fire station this week. And so I tucked a little note in one of his jackets that he packed. Cause like I say, he's going to be gone for a few days. Um, and so No, I didn't. If I'm going to be really honest, I didn't do what I had hoped. I I had hoped to leave some anonymous things and I had hoped 
um, you know, to reach out to strangers and, you know, share some of that agape love that we talked about <laughs> last week. And uh, yeah, didn't, didn't do as, as well as I had hoped. How about, how about you? <laughs> well, well, instead of, um, <laughs> um, well, I had a few. If I could say that I had, you know, at least seven, I would be lying to you. I did probably, well, I know four, four that I did. And um, I did one to my um, 21-year-old son who's living with me right now. And um, honestly, it wasn't an easy one because I I'm, I'm kind of want to hang him by his toenails right now, but I still did it. And the next morning on the coffee maker, he wrote, I'm looking at it right now, I hope you have a super day. And so it comes around, goes around, you know, it, it kind of felt good. Um, my, my other notes, honestly, with uh, the death of Kobe Bryant and his daughter, I knew a few people that are huge lovers of Kobe that I knew were, um, as all of us were, very um, heartbroken and just feeling so sad for the families of all of the people in the helicopter. But I sent out just, hey, I'm thinking about you and I love you, sending you a hug. So I sent a few texts out that way, but did not jump on and do it the way I was really hoping to. And, you know, I could have beat myself up that way, but in the same breath, I didn't because I, I, I put one foot forward and I, I did it. And for me, the turnaround of having Jake actually give me a note, I love that. And, you know, I've given notes my whole life with my two boys from lunch notes to notes on their pillows underneath. And now they do that for me as well. And they're, you know, 19 and 21, but they still, Ian just left for school and there was a note underneath my pillow because he thought it was being tricky. Of, I love you, mom. I'm going to miss you bunches. <laughs> so that kind of stuff, it still, it fuels me. It makes me feel so good to know that I've taught them how to do that and they love it so much. So now they're doing it in return. So that part is amazing to me. I think it's so sweet. I think it's so sweet. And I, I love going to your house and seeing that you keep them up. I think that's one of the <laughs> do, things. Do you really? Because your house is so perfect, beautiful. And then you come to mine and I have stickies, uh, green stickies right now on my walls that have no. been there forever because I just, <laughs> I like them and I don't want to forget that. And, you know, those days when you're ready to say, why am I a mom? Those help sometimes when I need it. <laughs> I honestly love them. They are so endearing. And I, I, yeah, I do. And I think that we both, and again, it's going to be how we choose to think about it, but I think we both experienced success then this week. For sure. Because I don't think perfection should ever be our goal since it's certainly not attainable. Is that, is that really a word, perfection? <laughs> I, just, I, don't, I don't know about that word. That, I think that word annoys me. I'm sorry. I agree. I agree. Um, there is a song, and I'm trying to remember who sings it. Are you going to sing? Because that'll be oh, hilarious right now. No. Come on. <laughs> no. We said this was no, going to be no. a comedy. Come on, bring it on. <laughs> Yeah, we also said we want subscribers. <laughs> so oh, that's right. I'm not going to yeah. say. Cut. cut. 
but um, Francesca Bellis, what is her name? She has a, a line in one of her songs that says, perfection is my enemy. And I love that line in that song because that is how I relate to perfection. Um, I also, you know, I love thinking about thinking and I have a couple thoughts on the whole concept of failure. And I think that we so often grew up thinking that that was something to avoid. Like don't fail. Whatever you do, don't fail. And I want to change that. I want to discuss like, okay, there's really two kinds of failure. There's one kind of failure. Yeah, you want to avoid that kind of failure. But there's another kind of failure I think we should embrace. So there's the failure of like I make a plan. Embrace, hold on, I'm going to tie it into embrace, meaning be okay with it, love it, and be in the moment of helping yourself. And where she's going with this, it's tying with our love that we, we are going to get into of um, more on the self-love. So stick with us here and hear her out where she's going with this this failure part. Yeah, so there's the failure of I make a plan, like I'm going to get up every morning at 5.30 and I'm going to go work out in the cold garage. <laughs> Which you probably do every By morning. By myself. Because you're good at <laughs> setting those plans and you do it. Well, but I'm certainly not perfect at it. And there were times where I would make that plan and then I would break it for any number of reasons, too tired, stayed up too late. And then of course I don't have that result and I feel like a failure, which never feels good, but I think there's another kind of failure. And so when I think about why I am being um, disciplined and getting up in the morning and getting out there for 20 minutes, I mean, it's not a big deal. It's 20 minutes. I go about a mile and a quarter in 20 minutes. It's not fast. But you add that up over a week, I'm doing like six miles. And so that feels really good. But guess what? The scale doesn't seem to care <laughs> that I'm going six miles every week. There's no results. Scales that's are a different stupid. kind of fail. Scales are stupid. But it's a totally different kind of fail. So if my goal was to lose weight, I did this for a month. I showed up every morning. I got on the treadmill. And at the end, I still didn't reach my goal. That's not the same kind of fail to me. Like, I still did something good for my body. I still had self-integrity because I kept my word to myself. Like, it's a different kind yeah, of well, fail, don't you and think? It's, yeah, well, I wouldn't even call it failure. You know what? You, you did what you said you were going to do. And maybe you didn't get the results you wanted, but it wasn't a failure. It's just not the results. So you would then modify to say, okay, well, you know what? I'm getting older. Maybe I need to work out more or actually, honestly, you and I both know it's more about what we put in our mouth versus the workout part now. So it's taking what you've done, applaud yourself of, you know what? I took care of my body. I did this for me. I may not have lost any weight, but my body really appreciates this. So taking it around and looking at it as a positive versus that negative. And that word failure sucks. I hate that word. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the other point of that where you were probably going to go, but I cut you off, is the people like me 
who say you and I talk about, okay, we're going to get up and we're going to do this. And here we go. And when my alarm goes off at 5.30, I hit the snooze and say, oh, hell no. And I go back to sleep. So if I get on the scale in a week and there's no result, you know what? It's because I didn't even do the plan. That is, you know, I failed. I didn't even do start it. So when you say the two different ways of looking at that failure. I think for me, if I didn't even start it, I just talked it and didn't walk it. Okay. I failed myself, but okay, so also can change. A, yeah. Let's take a different example. So let's talk about a student. Most of the people listening probably have a child who's in school or you know, Maybe. been in school, whether it's middle school, high school, college even. Um, so your child gets an F on a Oh, their they're final. Let's do a they final. failed. Uh-huh. Okay, it's their final, uh-huh. and they failed. Yep. Let's go down that road, because I still say there's two kinds of failure. Okay. So um, <laughs> we'll just pick my, one of my kids. Why not? If you had a student... <laughs> Um, One of my kids who chose not to study, because you know what? I am so smart. I don't need to study. I got this. This is stupid. Why would I study? And they fail. That is... So that would be kind of that first one. They they didn't even really have a plan. They certainly didn't follow through with it, and they came up with no results. No, that's the second one, like me hitting the snooze. Oh, okay. Okay. The one who busted their butt and took notes and were reading all week long and highlighting and researching and doing the work and they still failed the test, that would be like you working out but not losing any weight. They did the best they could, or maybe they could have done better, but they did the work and they still didn't see the success they were hoping for. Mm -hmm. To me, even for a student, whether it be an adult or a child student, Those are stepping stones. Those are what make us realize, okay, crap, this didn't work out this way, but what could I do next time? Because there's going to be another day I want to lose weight, or there's going to be another midterm or final that the kids have to do. So I need to readjust to find the success. It's not a failure. It's a stepping stone. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, No, I love that. And that's the sort of thing that I think it's important that we have these conversations with our kids because I wish somebody early on had said to me, hey, it's not a failure or it's not a negative failure. If you get an F, but you tried, you learned something, you applied it, you faced the, you know, giant again and came back with success afterwards. It's like one failure is, is very little effort. And so an obvious fail, whereas the other one, like you said, it's just a stepping stone to try it again, to learn from it, to move forward, to go again. And, you know, in this, you know, now that I'm a, you know, full-time self-employed entrepreneur, I'm constantly dealing with what I growing up would have called a failure but I'm twisting the thought that, hey, it's not a bad fail. It didn't work. What I tried didn't work. That's okay. I 
took the stepping stone and I've learned something. I'm going to now tweak that and try it this way. And I, I just think one is much more self-loving yeah. and less critical and accepting that failure is a part of it. It's Absolutely. a part of life. Why not? It's the only way it. we grow. It's the only way you grow mm-hmm. is by having those stepping stones. I, my mom used to say that all the time it, with relationships I was in, or if I screwed up on something, she's like, you know what? Another stepping stone. And, you know, I remember crying to her and saying, my head is in the freaking clouds with all these stepping stones. I should get it by now. And she would just laugh at me and say, you just keep on plugging along. You got this. You got this. And so I think that part of our love conversation and bringing it into loving yourself and being okay if it doesn't go the way you planned. Sometimes the plan as people are seeing in our world lately, that it doesn't go the way we want it to go in a lot of situations. And it's okay if we can just make the changes and, and make it better. And if you keep thinking, I suck, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I suck at school, I, every, I mean, negative, 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 that part of your brain is a muscle. And that muscle keeps hearing, I suck, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I can't do anything right. And that muscle just keeps growing bigger and bigger and bigger. And unfortunately, that's why people are harming themselves, committing suicide, cutting, using drugs, because of all of that negativity of, I failed, I let them down, I let myself down. And we're here to tell you, you, no way, you are loved, you are beautiful, and you've got this, and we just need to work on that self-love. And I know Mel and I have talked that some people think it's really selfish that you're taking care of yourself before you're taking care of your kids or your husband, but man, she and I have been down this road, and if you talk to us what, 10 years ago, we, we were not taking care of ourselves at all. But man, our kids were amazing. <laughs> we made great food every morning, lunch and dinner. Our husbands were happy with us. I mean, we, our students loved us. We were the favorites and we weren't taking care of ourselves. Like we were I don't know, Mel, what, you, what, what were we, exhausted? <laughs> we were exhausted. We were, we were self-people uh, pleasers. We were making everybody yeah. else happy. And, and we actually read a book together. I don't know if you remember that health book. Um, I'll have to remember who it was by. But she had said in that book, it's not selfish. It's self-care. Oh, self-care. It's self-care. And that always stuck with me. And that was, that was probably a dozen years ago, Cal, Mm. that we did that book together. And um, we love reading together. She drives on her road trips because she'll throw (laughs) up if she read to me and I'll read to her. It was so much fun. (laughs) We absolutely love that. Uh, And so sharing books together. Yeah, pretty natural. But that always stuck with me as well. And, and, you know, a little background on Kel too. 
um, she, I don't think we've discussed it yet. She actually has a counseling degree, um, like a school counseling degree, and she has worked with a lot of. Yeah, I have a master's and, in counseling. That's it. Um, and she's had these kinds of tough talks with many high school children, even middle school children. Uh, middle school last Friday had had one of had to share about cutting and it just it breaks my heart when I see kids harming themselves because they can't figure it out yeah it 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 is it's it's a hard one and I think that we can make a difference I think that by having conversations it's a responsibility of ours as moms um, parents, as girlfriends, as girlfriends, as teachers, you know, and again, that doesn't mean a teacher with a credential. We know a lot of homeschooling moms. If somebody isn't having these conversations with your children, you need to be having these conversations with your children, but it has to start with the conversation that you have with yourself. So I say that as we move forward into this next week, that we really take some time to think about how we're looking at our failures. If you did a great job with your love notes, I first off just want to applaud you. I want to be more like you. (laughs) And I hope that you would take this next week and continue it. Push yourself. Do it again. Because what you're really doing when you are giving out those love notes, those love texts, uh, whatever it is that you're doing, you're really loving yourself. It is truly a feeling that you're giving to yourself because it feels good to you. I was talking with Kel at the beginning. We're kind of laughing about the fact that I put a note in my 20-year-old's jacket pocket that's packed up for these few days. And when he reaches into that pocket and pulls it out, even though I wrote it in love and it was just a silly little note, depending on where he is and who might be with him, he might not feel love. <laughs> he might feel embarrassment. Like, oh the guys are like, my oh. gosh. Dude, <laughs> your mom still writes you notes? <laughs> did she pack your lunch too? <laughs> Which she probably did if I had to guess. <laughs> well, he's gone for three days, so no. But I would. <laughs> I totally would. I'm all about showing love. Not because... He receives it as love. That's up to him. That's on him. What it's doing is what it's doing for me. It feels good to give love. It's that's totally on me. So as you go forward in this next week, we want to just encourage you to set a goal. It's always good to have a goal. Like I want to do one loving act every day for somebody, not because the other person's going to receive it. They may not even know it was you if it was a stranger. It's not about the other person. We want to be practicing love this whole month for ourselves. And once we know that we can give love freely and feel that love within ourselves and that that's good enough, I think we can really grow and then share that with others, with our kids, to point that out to them. When they do something loving, you know, how I receive it is one thing, but hopefully they felt really good doing it too. You know, I'm going to, I know we need to close this up, but I know for me, one of the things I'm really good at is that, that sounded very non-humbled. When someone does something for me, I 
always thank them. And when I thank my kids for taking out the trash or when I thank them for washing the dishes or thank them for washing their sheets, they always like people would laugh like, why? You don't have to thank me. And I'm like, but I do because it makes me feel so good that you're, you're doing it. But I also know it, it will fuel them. So it feels good on both ends of what we're doing. But the key is right now, we want you to fuel your love tank, like fill it up. It's okay to make some hiccups or changes or failures, if you want to call it, but know you can grow from all of this. And that unconditional love of not caring anything about what are you going to get out of it? That's, that's an amazing feeling peeps. We got to keep that going. We want our world to be more, more acts of kindness. We used to read a book called random acts of kindness for students. And we would read that every single day to our students and our kids just, they jived on that. They love that as much as we did. And we've, been teaching this our twenty seven eight years of teaching. That's who we are. We we're lovers. We love you guys for being here. We love that we get to be together with you, and we hope that you're gonna stick on with this one. Let's let's see what we can do this week, and we'll chat about it next week. I think that sounds like a perfect plan. All right, beautifuls. Thanks for joining us and we will see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you would like to connect with Mel or Kel, be sure to follow them on Instagram at the Mel and Kel show, or you can find them on their website at the Mel and Kel Thanks so much. Have a great day.